Okay. Hello, 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 everybody. We are coming to you from GFBS Studios in Grand Forks, but I want to remind all of my listeners all across the state of North Dakota, Minnesota, and even some peeps in Michigan and other places that you too can advertise on GFBS, and you can advertise on this show or any one of the others that we have, and we'll, we'll always make sure that you are in touch with some of the best viewers and best listeners out there gfbs and you can call today to comment on the program at 701-213-0863 you can call or text and it's going to be a really really eye-opening show today we've talked to a lot of people before about the williston school district and uh, every time i go out I'm, I'm actually amazed at the number of people that don't realize the problems that have occurred in williston and the amount of money and stuff that's going on. But we're going to be diving into that with my buddy Don Hollingsworth. But because we're talking schools today, I want to make sure we get one PSA out, and that is for Lystom Academy, where information and registration for the 24-25 school year will be taking place Tuesday, February 27th at 5 p.m. at the Grand Cities Mall, 1726 South Washington Street, Suite 33A. And the reason I'm mentioning that today is because of what we're going to be talking about, which is the education of your children. And one of my favorite phrases that I always hear is, it's for the children. And Don Hollingsworth, how are you doing, Don? Because you're gonna, you're, we're going to be able to tell everybody today it's really not about the children. It's all about the Benjamins, correct? That's right, kid. So I'm going to start by giving credit where credit is due to Mr. Tom Simon who deals with Williston Trending's Topics News, otherwise known as Coyote Country News, because Tom is the guy that's delved into most of these facts and gotten them put on paper for those of us who can, uh, shall we say, deal with the shock and awe that is going to be coming down today. I know he's worked with you and a lot of other people who've done a lot of in-depth research. And we're going to be looking at the former school board president, and who's also a bank executive named Chris Junt, and the school superintendent, Richard, is it Fadley, Don, that uh, is going to be part yeah. of the spearhead that we're talking about? Yep. His last name is Fadley. Fadley. All right. And um, <clears throat> one of the things where I want to start today is it's Chris Junt who led the charge to get rid of the other superintendent who had done absolutely nothing wrong. So the board couldn't fire him, and they had to pay him off. And so to get the gentleman in that's causing all of the problems that we're having today, we had to get rid of Dr. Thakey, or Thake, uh, and he was paid $161,841 of the people's money to simply go away. And then they hired Fadley to replace him. Can you tell me a little background about why they thought that they had to get – why? why Chris thought they had to get rid of this guy so quickly and why they were willing to spend so much money to get rid of him? You know, it's not known. I, I do not know that answer. It was just a, you know, we thought, okay, well, maybe he was corrupt or he had done something wrong. But, you know, over time, that is not panned out that way. Okay. Uh, you know, the people now question the board, primarily Chris Junt and his leadership and what he has done, um, and then bringing in Dr. Fadley and then enabling him every step of the way, and he allows him just to get by with anything. Well, I, I want to make sure that people understand that the Williston School Board has gone through an audit. Uh, they're going through another one as we speak, but the five-year audit that was done by the North Dakota State Auditor's Office found $377 million, million dollars in one school district over five years in discrepancies and or money that either was spent incorrectly or went poof, correct? Correct. So it was more or less just a, <clears throat> the people had requested an audit to be done. There was a petition done and submitted to the, state auditor's office, and then they had said, okay, well, you've got the signatures, we'll move forward. They came into Williston, um, long story short, they couldn't do the people's audit 
until they, the books were closed for District 1. So this audit was not of District 8, District 1, and District 7. It was only on District 1, the former school district here in Williston. So, and it was just a snippet. Um, in order to close out the books, you know, it was found these $377 million in discrepancies, you know, 6.2 plus million that was never on the books, um, which really raises the question, what is it? Where did it go? Why were we making payments? And that was the only reason the auditor's office found it was because there was, pay- there was a payment. Did they know who the payment um, was going to? Um, it went to, it looks like the city. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that brought in the city and why are we, you know, what is this all about? Um, but yeah, it, um, again, that was only to close out the books. You know, they found reconciliations were not done every month. Um, all of these things. So, you know, and then <clears throat> law wasn't followed on how, a budget is to be presented and put together. So the reorganization was put together on a false budget. So we don't even know if the mills are accurate, what we're being charged. And we, the people have just said, hey, fix it, make it accurate, check on this, you know, and make it so we know that you're doing right by us, by taking our tax dollars. And they have said no. We just need to move forward. So I just want to make a point being that if any other business had operated like this, it not only would be bankrupt, but people would be in jail and heads would roll. But because it seems to be a public organization for the state of North Dakota and because it seems to be a school, you guys are just basically being told to pound sand, suck it up. And for just one district, there's two others that we haven't even looked at yet for that time period. You guys are being told pretty much, we're just, oh, that's all such negative thoughts. We just want to move forward. And you don't need an explanation. You don't deserve an explanation. And nothing's going to change, correct? Correct. (laughs) You You got it in a nutshell. So uh, this was probably under, at least during that time period, I would think that this would have been under Dr. Thakey. And then Fadley was brought in and was hired to replace him. Now, we paid Dr. Thakey $161,841 to go away. And when Fadley was hired, we are actually paying him an annual salary of $215,000. Two fifty with benefits, including retirement packages and everything else. So by the time all is said and done, he's making over two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. And he he arrived only two years ago. So was he part of that five year audit or no? No. And um, just a correction on that number. Um, according to spreadsheet from um, DPI, overall his actual pay is nine hundred and sixty thousand or nine two hundred and ninety six thousand dollars total you're kidding so me almost three hundred thousand dollars we're paying this man to do all of this negative corrupt stuff close schools for you know push buttons and say oh we have this enrollment when we don't um a lot of different things that this man is pulling and apparently that's okay well i want to talk to everybody about a few things because fadely almost seems to have been brought in to be a hatchet man. Uh, And I'm wondering why somebody somewhere feels the need that we need to basically come in and get rid of a lot of what appears to be very decent people. Because since he arrived two years ago, district records revealed that in the last 18 months, he spent over $300,000 of your money, folks, on legal fees. Attorney fees uh, for fiscal 2023 totaled 203726 So far for 2024, he's already in $98,801. So for the past 18 months, we have a grand total of 302257 in tax money. I want to repeat that, tax money spent by Junt and Fadley on legal fees. All right? And... Um, one of the other funds was he, he hired a business manager 
Sherry Hazer, and gave her a salary of $125,000 a year. Uh, as of in July of 2022, on the same day at the same meeting, where the $125,000 a year business manager admitted she can't get an accurate bank balance, Faisley recommended the board give her a $20,000 raise to $145,000. Now, I don't know about you, but if I can't get an accurate bank balance and I'm the business manager, I don't think I'd be recommending to anybody that I get a $20,000 raise. What's with this crap? I want people to understand the context behind that. Um, Miss Hazer was a former D8 business manager. Um, she was hired by the board. So this is before Fadley. She was the new superintendent for the new reorganized district number seven. Now, when she made that statement, that was in the October meeting, and she was saying, hey, there is stuff wrong. I don't know what it is. I, I need help getting this figured out. And that was, so her getting a raise had nothing to do with that. That was what Chris and Fadley had put on the agenda. And it was more or less to bump the dollar amount that the board would be paying a new superintendent because very short long after, just a few weeks after or so, Fadley pushed her out the door. So she's so basically... People need, under, people need to understand the concept here is that that was a setup. She's a shill. She was a shill. She was a scapegoat for them <sighs> to push blame on. And so she was set up and... They had bumped her salary up, so that way the new business manager that they would bring in was already at a decent salary amount. Interesting. Oh, the political games people play. I'm glad you're here because, see, a lot of this stuff is is in need of your in-depth analysis because I'm going to move on to assistant super Lori Olson, where Fadley again decided he needed her out, and again, she'd done nothing wrong. And so he couldn't fire her. So they paid her $85,328.51 of your tax money to go away. Yes. Why the house cleaning unless you're scared to death? Somebody knows something or somebody has access to something that could turn on you. I think buttons were starting to be pushed. And Fadley doesn't like it, and he certainly does not have any respect for women. That's been proven in the suits filed against him. Four different suits by former employees, all women, for discrimination. That's interesting. And the Department of Labor picked him up and said they agree, so... I was just going to make the comment that everybody that seems to be to be being targeted here does appear to be of the female... Gender, and I know we're not supposed to have genders anymore, but hey, I'm going to go with that. Um, then he moved someone named Darla Ratzik into assistant superintendent, and she received a raise of $1,913 a month, representing a minimum increase of $21,000 until a new superintendent can be found. So I'm wondering if this isn't another one of those scapegoat moves so we can bump salaries. Yep, that happens a lot with him. And until she, you know, I don't know, you know, that's a, that's one of the newest things that has transpired. But there was also that Vic Arnson, um, who is more or less stripped of everything. She was an assistant superintendent and she was shoved out in a closet basically at the high school. No computer, no phone, no, no nothing. Um, and she fought back. You know, it was all because she stood her ground against him, stood up to him, and so he punished her. We're going to get back to that in the bad publicity, but first we're going to go to Churchill Shoes, where they're having a February sales event. I can't hear it.
Okay, everybody, February sales event on all SAS shoes at Churchill Shoes, as I can see it right from my window across the mall there. Don, it's funny because you mentioned the fact that this guy's just racking up, quite frankly, bodies. And due to all the bad publicity, he's reached out and hired a public relations director named Paula Langford. But the interesting thing is because this is such a dumpster fire, you think you'd, you'd think you'd want someone with experience. But apparently Paula Langford has no experience, but she's being paid $125,000. Yeah, so that's just another added expense of taxpayer dollars. Correct. And it's it's no different than, you know, doing all of these things, racking up the attorney fees. But seriously, you know, if people would pay attention, three hundred thousand dollars over three hundred thousand dollars since he 18 months since he's been here that's what just in legal fees that's just yeah. in legal fees because they're they're doing so many things why is this not why is this passing the smell test because if this was if this was any other business and you took a look at the amount of money that's being paid to make quite frankly qualified workers who've been with the school district for quite some time, go away. And then the hiring of someone with no experience and paying them this amount of money to essentially try to smooth things over, wouldn't your first question be, why are you causing this much turmoil? And then hiring somebody with absolutely no experience to do what? This is, this is crazy. Yeah, it is. Just I, an additional fee that the taxpayers are having to pay. It just shows it. It just proves the point of the reckless and fiscal irresponsibility that's occurring. Before we move on, I just want to do a quick check here for everybody to understand. We have three hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. We have Doctor Thake paid one hundred sixty-one thousand dollars and one hundred sixty-one thousand eight hundred forty-one dollars to go away. We have the new superintendent making $296,000. We have, uh, let's see here. We have the new business manager being given a raise just so they can fire her so they can bring in a new business manager at the increased salary of $145,000. We have an assistant superintendent. Keep doing the math, people who got uh, $85,328,000 to go away. And we have a Dr. Victoria Arneson who uh, received a severance package of $134,582 to go away and then was replaced with someone who got an increase of $21,043 to do a job that was already being done for less. And then we hired at $125,000 a no-experience public relations director. So for those of you following along, I will go over those numbers again, but that is just so far in two years. Got it so far? If you're, that's just the icing on the cake. That's not all the details. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get into more. We're, we're going to have more fun, aren't we, Don? Oh, I'm sure. I want to dig into the $55 million elementary school that we suddenly so desperately need. Can you give me a little background on that, sweetie? So people need to understand they keep talking about this $35 million bond. Well, that's not what it is. It's a $55 million project. And plain and simple, since last summer, or actually almost last spring, the board and the superintendent and... Um, everyone had been speaking about an $89 million bond that they were going to go for with two new elementary schools, okay? Now, understand in August, it was pointed out by the AMCO advisor 
Brian Ozowski, who in their report, it said, you know, they provided case scenarios of what the school district can and cannot do, what they can go for, what their indebtedness is, you know, there's a max and so on and so forth. Okay. So understand they provided some case scenarios, what they can do and what they can't. So in its states, right in their summary, August 2023 at their meeting, it says in either case, the school district must complete its June 30th, 2022 audit to be able to move forward with any new debt issues. That hasn't been done. Why are we even having this conversation? Um, Again, in the next paragraph, um, the audit to be completed as part of the school assistance revolving loan fund application. So it's part of the application. They have to have it done. Third paragraph, the remaining amount that would need to be issued as a public bond issue has a couple of options available. But again, that would require the June 30th, 2022 audit to be completed. This report says over and over, you know, for one, within this report, it has all the details of dollar amounts, bond amounts, whatnot. They couldn't go for an $89, $89 million bond. They couldn't do it. So they get all the people excited all this time and then come back around here at the last meeting on February 12th, where I gave my public comment. But anyway, during that, the same Brian Ozowski is talking and saying, yes, you know, a $35 million bond, that would be more beneficial. And the board saying, oh, yes, we, we agree, you know, to be fiscally responsible, we'll just go with the $35 million bond. Understand, people, it's tactic. It's yes. a way to get the people all wound up and then thinking, oh, they're doing oh so great when they're not supposed to do it in the first place. And according to reorganization law, they're not supposed to do it in the first place either with a newly reorganized district. That is, a, I mean, that's a, what they're doing is a sales tactic, which you, what yeah. you do when you when you want to sell somebody a car. You tell them that the car is worth this much money and everything else, and you see the reaction, of course, is negative and things. And then you start, you start that. Well, you know, we can do this, we can do that, and actually, you work your way down. And then when you watch where the eyes light up, you go, okay, that's the price this person is willing to spend. And so, what you do is you, you, it's exactly as you said, you, you, you overestimate. I always used to tell my students. If you, how much do you want for the job? And they'd say, well, I want $60,000. I say, so when you go on, you're going to ask for eighty-five. And they said, but what, I'm not going to get that. I said, I never said you were going to get it. I said, I know what you want. You're going to ask for this. And then you're going to let them negotiate you down to the number that you need and that, the number that you want. And then everybody's going to leave feeling happy. It's tactics. It's exactly as you said. Yep. The other yep. thing is this, oh. this vote that's scheduled in April for $35 million is is that even going to be illegal compared to what you, from what you said? It's illegal. And on the, on top of it, they don't hold the oath of office. So they're not a valid board. They're void. So this whole motion that they made is, is void. So if they do have the vote and if the $35 million bond passes, are is anybody smart enough to want to take this sucker to court? Well, let's hope so. Well, the other fun thing about this is the, the fact that I, I found this interesting. JLG Architects uh, apparently spoke with the board. And this is some facts that I need you guys to really listen to. The average square foot price out of state on school projects is $452. In the state of North Dakota, the average square foot price is 505 square feet. Now, we're talking high school prices, not elementary school prices. High school prices are, are more expensive. All right. In the initial presentation, uh, they noticeably did not mention the proposed square foot cost of the new Williston School. All right. And another company named um, Icon actually has built a Mandan Elementary School and two new Bismarck Elementary Schools. They built the Mandan School for just $18.5 million. That's a 60,000-square-foot facility that serves 300 students. Get this, at the cost of $308 per square foot. ICON was interviewed for the Williston Project, but was passed over, even though they were never asked to discuss how much money they would need for the project, and price was not a part 
of the interview process. Now, I want you to understand something here. Um, when we took a look at what the proposed square foot project was that was verbalized at the meeting and calculations for a $55 million divided by 80,000 square foot, wait for it, here's the thing. This is, I don't know if you can see this, this is my chewy box that I got a box of my little, I'm going to do this, this is fun, okay? This is an extremely small box. This is a square foot. This is what you get. When someone talks to you about a square foot, okay, very small box, the price of your school in Williston, sweetheart, is going to cost $687.50 per square foot for a box that size. What the hell? There are no other words exactly. What the hell? And you have other architects who were more than willing and brought forth information, but they didn't even allow that information to be addressed. They just skipped right over them and went with the JLG. Why? Are you getting a kickback? Exactly what I was going to say. It's the fact that it would not cost the taxpayers that much money to build, but you got to pocket some money. I mean, too a much skunk stinks. You know, a skunk is a skunk. I'm sorry. Too much of what's going on has me, and it should have a lot of people outraged. And unfortunately, we don't have enough people that know what's going on. And I have to tell you, everyone, if you think this is one school district in North Dakota and it's an anomaly, I sincerely doubt this. I would like to say to you that do you really know what's going on at your school district? Have you been to the meetings? Have you been investigating where the money is spent and how much money is being spent? Have you been investigating if names keep cropping up, like JLG Architects or some other ones that just seem to be running over and over and over again getting bids? Have you been paying any attention? Go ahead, Don. You've got the JLG Architects across the state, and then you've got JE Dunn. They get the actual contract to do the work. So... It's over and over and over. It's, you know, Bismarck, Mandan. It's it's all over the place where these things are happening. You know, I think of Nicole Eggerberg. She's been bringing forth a lot of different information from researchers and whistleblowers across the state. And the numbers, the information, it doesn't lie. This is the same I- players. And when you're supposed to be doing public bids, why are the same players always getting the bids? You would think. That especially if you're doing the actual thing as you should, which is public bids, that that would be a round robin of of companies that would be being chosen because, unless somebody is A, fixing the bids, B, making sure that the information's out. I mean, none of this makes any sense to anybody that's got a business background. No. No. I mean, those that actually pay attention, those that look into it, they're like, why? Why? Are, are What are they up to? Is somebody pocketing money? Those are the plain and simple questions. Um, you know, because you compare those dollar amounts, like those two schools that were just built in Bismarck, you know, one for $19.7 million and the other for $19.9 million. Um, I think their square footage was around 60000 or so. But even so, what in the world? It's an elementary school. They're supposed to be the cheapest. Why is ours coming in at such a high level? There's no excuse. My husband's, my husband's a contractor, and, and he actually is the one that put the box together for me. And I said, now, and I, I looked at him and I said, what do you think? He says, he says I think I want to be a contractor and want to build schools. He said, he said yeah. that's insane. And he says, I know prices of materials and stuff have gone up. He said, but no, 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 that's insane. I'm going to get right back because we're going to talk about weaponization of law enforcement and what are they trying to hide. But first, we're going to take a look at Redemption Shield. And I want to tell everybody, go to gfbestsource.com at the bottom of the homepage. Click on the shield to order today. And I want you to understand something. I actually went out and got a grounding pad that sits next to my computer, and I leave my arm on it and stuff when I'm working. And you can feel it working, folks. Redemption Shield, it does the job.
And that's Redemption Shield again. Highly recommend. All right. So we've got, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, there's no reason to think that you have a zebra coming at you. So I'm, I'm looking at all of this stuff going, man, everything's coming, coming up and it's, it's not smelling like roses. And then we see the defensiveness that uh, uh, seems to be coming at with weaponization of law enforcement and stuff. And um, Mr. Junt has got a record where as far back as 2020, he's been using the court systems as a tool because he took the former school board member, Kurt Sullivan, to court to get a restraining order because Sullivan, he says, jabbed him in the chest and swore at him and therefore needed a restraining order against him. Junt asked for a two-year restraining order. He got three months. He was also, and this I found interesting, he forced an investigation of the school board, his own board, to try to identify who might be leaking information that implicated Junt for lying. After an executive session was held to discuss the fate and the firing, or whatever you want to call it, the letting go of Jeff Thakey, every member of his school board was questioned by the BCI as he tried to find the leakers. Only because the AG's office at the time pulled the plug on the investigation was one or more of a school board members not arrested. This guy's not well. He's got a real, I mean, he's, he's either desperate to keep something high, he's on a power trip or whatever, but this is using the police to escort people like you out of meetings and stuff because he doesn't like hearing what they have to say. Once again, folks, what the hell? Exactly. What the hell is absolutely right. You know, I remember back down back in 2020, um, after that meeting, that whole occurrence, I was standing in the hallway behind Mr. Judd and Sarah Williams. That's not what occurred. Not at all. But they lied under oath because I couldn't be in court. The judge did not allow my witness statement in writing that was notarized. He said, no, they need to physically be here. So they lied under oath and got by with it. I mean, it's it's this is the craziness and the corrupt crap this man pulls and then hurting me, telling me, you know, I'm in the wrong, that the people are in the wrong. The people can't ask questions. We can't speak. You know, OK, they allow public comment. That's their choice. Well, the fact that they allowed it, the people can ask or say whatever they so choose, whether it's offensive, derogatory Accurate, inaccurate, it does not matter. The people have the right under the Constitution. But no, according to now, now the new chair, Kyle Renner, my speaking privileges were revoked. He plain out, plainly said on camera, your speaking privileges have been revoked. Oh, okay, since when did you become God? Um, and then being herded to the back of the room by a police officer, then herded back out into the hallway, and then herded out the building, you know, being told, well, everyone else, you're welcome to go back in. You you can't be here. You need to leave. Now, Excuse me? I want clarif- to I, I, I <laughs> clarify with everybody here, though, too. You weren't being disrespectful. You weren't swearing. You weren't being nope. abusive. You were nope. simply using the public comment to tell people, okay. Houston, we have a problem. To tell people to, well, not people, but to explain to the board, you won't listen. You, you you have not listened to us. We're trying to tell you your oaths are invalid. Maybe not of your fault, but because of others in the filing process, it was not done properly. You hold no oaths of office. It's illegal. It, it's not right. So, you know, you're, everything you're doing, it's void. You also, you also did a point of order. And if all... A lot of people don't understand this, but all the boards are supposed to operate under Robert's Rules of Orders, yada, yada. And I understand what that is. And when you call a point of order, that means you have the floor. And that nobody can disrupt that. What happened to you when you did that? So that was before. That was back in January. Yep. And the whole point of that was, again, I knew I had standing. You know, people can debate it all they want and say, well, you didn't have standing, you know, because you didn't get the permission from the board. Well, stop and think about it. I knew their oaths were invalid. There was no board. So there's a public meeting. Somebody needs to bring order to that meeting. 
So I called a point of order. So was I in the wrong? No, I was not. I was trying to draw the attention. And that's what it took to get attention from them and the people. <sighs> but Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, well, this is the we thing. We have impersonating officials on a so-called school board. They're, act, they're impersonating. They are not true officials. They're impersonators. You know, even if, let's say, point moot, let's say somewhere they pledged allegiance to somebody or whatever, with all of this money and everything else that's going down, the last thing I would expect anyone on this board to be on is their high horse. They should be freaking embarrassed. They should be sitting in front of the public going, Mia culpa, Mia culpa, we don't know what happened, but we're going to be doing our best to listen to you to find out. They should not be saying pound sand. No, instead they're saying your speaking privileges have been revoked. Didn't they that's, also that's go to your response? Didn't they also go to virtual meetings because people are just being so disruptive and uh, I mean they, they're ta- they're telling us things we don't want to hear. So we're gonna we we want to make sure that they don't have the chance to speak at all. Or you can you that can was, that was Chris Gent. He had done that the one meeting in between the two after I had called that point of order and according to them, caused such a ruckus and so on and so forth. No, the people are trying to get your attention because you are so not transparent and lie. I'm glad you mentioned this because I want to come back to transparency because it's the silly season. It's election season. And there's probably not an interview I don't hear from Kristen Baszler and everybody else where she doesn't extol the transparency of the North Dakota education system and how everything that's out there is so open and so above board and the people just know everything that's going on and we have such a secure system because the schools self-audit and and there's, there's audits at the end of every year. You get the sarcasm that's dripping off my voice. To which I have to say, when we look at this little segment, this little one school district, that's not what's happening here. No, she since you know it's been proven over and over, there's there's more than enough proof. She has failed students across the entire state of North Dakota. She has absolutely failed at her job and has not done a, anything, you know, and just goes onto her little soapbox and does not address the people. Doesn't apologize, doesn't say anything, nothing. Just goes right over it, just like the same thing that we're having happen here in Williston with the school board and this Fadley, the superintendent. It's horrible, absolutely awful. They won't answer for any of this. And one of the worst schools across the state, Williston. Yeah, for I've, I've looked at your... Uh... <laughs> your proficiency numbers <sighs> yeah I, they, and it scar- keeps getting worse scary doesn't appear people and oh well we we get a bond and we get this school it's going to make everything better how is that going to make it better people seriously wake up i gotta tell you here's the thing the one thing i've always heard is first of all is for the children for the children. Second of all, the other thing that I've always been listening to is the only real solution to the problem is spending more money. We look at the money that is being pumped into this one school district. And if you, anybody doesn't believe me, you can go out and you can look at the individual numbers to your school district and especially take a look at Williston School District and take a look and see what millions of dollars is getting you for your money. And let me tell you, it is not educated students. Nope. No, nope. And oh, that well, you know, we have a, we're so overcrowded. No, we're not. This, you closed one school. You don't have the schools full. There may be some classrooms that are full because the teacher has to bring those students in because they don't have enough teachers because they're leaving because of the bullying from Mr. Fadley. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the next thing we're going to go to. We're going to go to the fact that Mr. Fadley has created a culture of fear and distrust, not just amongst uh, administration, which he seems to be fairly cavalier about firing, but staff as well as uh, teachers that 
uh, he actually, former principal and district employee Jeremy Melanoff, Melhoff, um, thank you, yep. wrote this about his dealing with the superintendent, and I quote, Dr. Fadley has created a hostile work environment at the district administration, as administer, administration level as well as the um, classroom and other levels. If you interview district office staff and administration, building level administration, as well as WEA representation, you will see many agree with this and will share examples of how he has done this. He created an environment where he imposes fear on staff and everybody goes through their entire school day wondering who will be next. You can't function like that. Nope. You can't do your best job. No, there, there's so much threats. There's so much threatening behavior and hostile bullying behavior by this individual that, you know, again, you know, there's people that are reaching out to those of us that are willing to get out there and speak. And they're saying, thank you. Please, please thank you so much for saying these things. Thank you for letting people know. You know, don't stop. And it's like, no, we won't because it's truth. You know, they're absolutely afraid. They, and why don't they go to DPI? Well, because they're afraid. Well, DPI doesn't seem to be in the business of helping uh, anybody. DPI, no, they're, see, just, they're, they're in the business of covering. Yeah, they're, they're, they're money laundering and covering up. And yeah. if you want to know how bad this gets, Dr. Victoria Arneson stood up to Fadley by disagreeing with his approach. So he banished her to an office at the high school with no windows, no computer, no phone, and no human contact. He stripped her of all responsibilities, then wrote a scathing memo to all staff announcing her demise and warning others not to associate with her. He couldn't fire her for cause, so he set out to abuse and destroy her reputation and career. After weeks of treatment like this, she got an attorney and negotiated a buyout. And this despicable, horrible employee now works at another district where she's treated like a professional. You know, anybody else that got treated like that, I mean, this, this, is, this is inhumane. Yes, yes. You know, we stop and we think about that. Any normal business... An employee, oh. you know, if something like that were to occur, holy crap, the fear of government or agencies would be down upon them and they would be, you know, in handcuffs for this kind of behavior. You cannot abuse an individual verbally, mentally. But apparently it's okay for him to do. And in an email, I read that Chris Jeff said, oh, well, it's, in my opinion, it's, um, there, it's not, there's no validity to it. There's nothing wrong. So that's, you know, we, people, there's a piece that's not in there. The Wilkinson School. I'm going to do, a quick, I'm going to do a quick break for Ofer Evans Cakes, but I want to come back to what I believe is heavy duty, basically abuse here. But first, someplace that doesn't abuse you, great segue, kid. Ofer Evans Cakes, there's nothing better than treating yourself to good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. I mean, serious, these people are just artists. The cakes they make are amazing. You're going to find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave. Oh for Heaven's Cakes is located on the north back side of the Grand City Small. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Give them a call at 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or you can email them at oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. You can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at oforheavenscakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Don, you know what? If a guy treated a spouse or, or a stepchild or whatever you want to call it the way that this Mr. Fadley treated Victoria Arneson. I have to believe that there would be charges pending for mental abuse. abuse. It is. It is absolute abuse. And the fact that, you know, so here's, here's another point. Not only does this individual have four pending cases against him from the department of labor. Okay. Now, mind you, four different women for sexual discrimination have cases with the Department of Labor. Mr. Junt thought it appropriate to let him continue working around children and around women. That was okay. 
according to him, there is no merit in his file. Well, the Department of Labor said there's merit, so I think I'm going to agree with what the Department of Labor and all of those women and all the staff have to say. I'm going to listen to them. But he had the executive authority to override that policy and say, as the chair, no, he can stay. So people want to know why he's not on administrative leave. Yeah. And on top of it, we have Wilkinson School, which has been proven there's abuse cases of children there. Literal abuse, physical, mental abuse of special ed students in one of our schools. We still have no word of that. Nothing. Where and the hell's the Department happened? of Education, Don? I, re- I understand this is going through the department, but where the hell's the Department of Education? Exactly. And why is it that, okay, they removed the principal, they removed some staff members, which I would feel that's appropriate until an investigation is complete, they did, that's the right thing to do. Now, why would you shove the very man who is being accused of different kinds of discrimination and has charges pressed against them, put that individual in that school to be the principal. And we had a teacher resign because of it. They said, oh, hell no, I am not, I, I cannot, I cannot get him out of here. We had multiple teachers say, get him out of here. We cannot work with this man. We can't tolerate this man. And one left because of it. Yet Kristen Basler has a board that she's just put together to see about how we can get more teachers to sign on. And the problem isn't an education problem. It's the fact that we just don't have enough teachers and we have to figure out what we can do to get teachers. Maybe give them a favorable environment. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, not a hostile one. Wow. So, I mean, the it's just over and over. I mean, the fact that We have law enforcement that go against the people. They they will protect the entity. They'll protect the school board. They won't protect the people. We, the people that they gave an oath to protect and serve. Oh, they're going to go against the people. Um, To the Department of Public Instruction, they don't do a damn thing. It's such a waste of money. What are they for? What do they do? Obviously, spend a lot of your money and then shrug their shoulders and say, oh, you just need to spend more. Yep, clearly. There's a funny thing because um, the school district may dismiss the school superintendent prior to the expiration of his contract, which he's got a good one, too, by the way, for immoral conduct, insubordination, conviction of a felony, conduct unbecoming a position of superintendent, failure to perform contract duties without justification, gross inefficiency that the superintendent has filed to correct after written notice, continuing physical or mental disability that renders the superintendent unfit to perform the superintendent's duties. No offense to anybody, but this guy don't sound all there. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I'm sorry, but there's multiple pieces in law that should remove this man from this position. Paul There's just, absolute justification for voiding his contract. Paul just sounds said telling me this note and it says sounds like a script to lean on me the movie. I I have to you know this if this was on TV if this was in a movie I'd be sitting back with a bag of popcorn going, "Oh yeah, 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 they're going to let that happen." Yeah, yeah. Oh god, this movie's so unbelievable and here we are. Yep. Here this is we real. are. This is real really true happening here the fact that you can get away with treating people in this manner not just parents not just interested interested citizens and stuff who'd really like to know where their money's going but staff and everybody else that you can run up this kind of spending and he and he doesn't care what happens what happens because he's got his legal fees covered yes exactly so you know he does all this wrongdoing well, we'll just have the attorney, you know, come up with an opinion letter and we'll be fine. This is a huge corrupt 
cover-up. It goes all the way to Bismarck as far as I'm concerned and maybe even farther. I don't know. But when we're looking at this school district and when we're looking at what's being allowed to continue, when we're looking at the evidence and the facts, even if, even okay, let's take personality differences out of it because somebody always says, well, there's just a personality conflict between the supervisor and some of these people. So that's, no, this, this is, with one person maybe, maybe, but with all of these people, we have left there's a personality conduct behind. We've got an individual that is bonkers, that is operating in a totally unacceptable manner and is obviously being greenlighted to continue. Yep. And he's being aided and abetted by the former head of the school board. Exactly. So everything that's been done, it was all approved and okay by Mr. Judd. So, yeah. So to me, if, if I was looking at this, I would be looking at a lawsuit. Department of Labor individual, because I know a lot of these people that are going through the Department of Labor, they can't afford a lawyer. I get it. Trust me, $360 an hour. Yeah, you're not pulling that out of the piggy bank. So these people are hamstrung because they don't get their bills paid by the taxpayers. They've got a pony up on their own. So they're, yeah. they're, But if, if it was me and if I had the money, I'd be looking to sue not only Mr. Fadley and Mr. Junt, I'd be looking to sue the entire school board. I would be looking to sue the Department of Education for not doing something. I, mean, I would be looking for heads. A whole lot of malfeasance going on, huh, Kit? Like I said, if this was New York and somebody was doing something similar to this to a private business and the people that are doing the perpetrating was the mafia. Heads would roll. I'm just saying. Heads would roll, plain and simple. You and I both know it. I'm Italian. I have mafia people in my family. I mean, I understand how this works. Folks, Paisan, this is ridiculous. This is just the days of our lives in Williston, North Dakota. And nobody's paying attention. That's the thing that I don't... Why is it we can't seem to get an AG's office, the... the, 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 the I want to just say the, the Department of Public Destruction. <laughs> it was a hell of a slip there. But, sorry, the uh, de- Department of Public Education. But it, uh, we are. We're looking at the, par- the Department of Public Destruction here. They're they're killing oh, that's people. A great, that's a great terminology for that. Because because what they're it's doing true. to you guys, they're bankrupting you for stuff that's not necessary. Our kids aren't learning. We have staff. We have educators that are living in fear, and we have people running roughshod over everybody, and we get to pay for it. Yeah, it's it's all just a scam. It's all just an elaborate game that's being played and manipulation. Um. Yeah, it just it makes you wonder where's where is the money really going? How much are they pocketing? How much are they paying Mr. Fadley? How much has Mr. Junk been received thus far? And you know, if if somebody wants to say this is a one off, mention what you told me about Minot schools. Well, you know, the example it's it's out there. Nicole Egerberg, she's been promoting this quite a bit. They've got school. I believe it was a high school that was just built uh, three years ago. And now the school board is saying, oh, well, you know, um, we need to close a couple of schools. What? What the hell? You still, the people are still liable for that money. It doesn't go away. I mean, you know, the stuff that's going on in the, across the state, it's insane. And it's, it's not just Williston, folks. It is not. We've said that before. Kid has said it. It is not just here. We're it is all across the state. We're seeing schools that are letting basic maintenance go until yep. we have to replace everything. And if, well, it's going to cost this much to replace everything. And for just another million, we can build a completely new school. I mean, this, if, if you guys don't think this is planned, and if these, if, you, if people don't think that there's, a whole bunch of pockets being filled with this as as a free boat 
you are really wrong. And if you are under the mistaken conception that you think this is only happening in Williston and maybe Bismarck, no, no. And as far as I'm concerned, this is being orchestrated from the all the way up at the top. And all of these people are learning very well how to do this because they're being they're being orchestrated and they're being they're being well rewarded to keep this crap happening. Absolutely. You know, like we said, why is it always the same architects? Why is it same the same project management, you know, contractors doing the work? Why why are bids being skipped over by other local companies and so on and so forth? Why can it just huge why? Why 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 why? You know, uh, I love having you on, but boy, you certainly make me upset. And and you should be making a lot of people very upset because uh, as a teacher, I can tell you our kids are not being educated well. What no. they've what they've done at DPI is they'll 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 point to their graduation rates. Well, what you have is you have inflated graduation rates where you're having an inordinate amount of A's and B's, and you don't get that many A's and B's. Uh, if you have a proper education system, you have what they consider to be the bell curve, and right now we have almost a peak where there's nothing but A's and B's. So the graduation rates mean nothing. We've stopped having SATs and PSATs required to get into college, so there's really no real real way to figure out what our kids are learning. The little bit of testing that they do do shows that they're doing abysmally in reading, mathematics, science, uh, just the basics they can't do. They certainly can't do them even at grade level. But their solution is we need to build a new building. We need to, uh, we need to make sure that we have enough money per student for what, Don? For what? Well, the people, the adults have been groomed clearly over and over and over. This is the way it's supposed to be. Do you not believe yet? You should be asking the question, are they grooming our kids because they're stupid as all get out? I mean, seriously, they're not going to be able to ask these questions. They're not going to be able to do this kind of research and know whether or not they're being taken care of, whether or not things are being done right. Because they're... Yeah, I know. They're going to be told to sit down and shut up, and they will comply. Yep, They, they will exactly. comply. Well, again, my a shout-out to Tom Simon, Williston Trending Topics and News, and to you and a bunch of the other researchers that helped compile these uh, facts and figures that I shared with you today. Don, I don't know how you manage to sleep at night. I'm probably not going to do so well tonight. But thank you for being here. I really appreciate you putting yourself on the line for this, being escorted out of public meetings for daring to speak up. Please don't stop, Don. I don't plan on it. You know, I've already made a voice and I've already told people, especially local here, you know, I'm willing, I'm able, so I'm going to do it. I I won't back down. That's I've just been given that gift of perseverance, so I might as well use it. Well, God bless and keep fighting. And people in Williston, do your homework. Start paying attention to what's going on around you. People in other school districts across North Dakota, the same stands for you. Dawn and other people like her cannot do this alone. Common Sense Uncensored. We have another one in the can. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Keep fighting. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.